0: Welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. Today's episode's on hate. H-A-T-E, hate. Remember when we were kids, we used to say, I hate you, hate you. You took my bat, you took the ball, stepped on my foot, I hate you. But it meant nothing really, because an hour later, if not sooner, we were pals again. But today, this is the age of hate. Today, people do hate. Now, there are the bigoted haters, ethnic, racial, gender, so forth and so on. And they seek often to inflict massive harm, genocide, the Holocaust. But on a more common basis, there are the devaluers. They seek to remove others' status and even their consideration. They seek to alienate and cast out people. It can result in the fanatical attempts to get rid of the object of hatred, such as in genocide, but also through denying rights, denying respectability anti-Semitism, racial animus, misogyny. It may justify killing, and certainly in the eye of the hater, justifies violence, justifies ostracism. Hence, we've seen restricted, quote-unquote, restricted clubs and communities that don't allow Jews in, redlining in, in realty that prevent blacks and Jews from getting homes, loans that are denied, primarily in the minority communities. Besides devaluating the victim, there is an ideology of the hater. Normal social mores and civilities can be ignored because the hater isolates the victim. And so they are divorced from the victim. They are not dealing with another human. Institutions can mimic this. Some Palestinian children were taught to hate Jews in school. And Jewish radicals reciprocate with their kids. Ideology is a key while Christianity historically espoused loving others and tolerance and forgiveness, those were Jesus' messages, it long involved persecutions, the auto de fe, and other torture for those who resisted. Some of the worst wars have been holy wars. Today we have a moral narcissism that transcends disagreement and beliefs. It demands that the other side be morally inferior again, distanced like they're not real people, no matter who they are, no matter how intelligent, no matter even if one has them in their family. There's a huge degree of confirmation bias among haters. They believe what supports their hate, and they will not believe anything that casts it into doubt. We often have unconditional, uninspected beliefs which drive us people believe, well, I'm really no one unless I join a strong group and then I'll be someone. The nature of the strong group often doesn't matter. Psychologically, all embracing kinds of hatred demand that the other side, the object of the hate, be annihilated. That's the extreme form of all embracing hatred. Hence you hear radical Islamists say that Israel must be annihilated. The Ku Klux Klan lynched black people with impunity. Right now, we live in an era of political hatred. In the coming election, one side's going to win. The question becomes, can that winning side then be conciliatory and unifying? Or will they try to figuratively annihilate the losing side? This is no longer grammar school, and we're no longer going to be friends in an hour. And that, my friends, unfortunately, is the uncomfortable truth.